Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, gang, I have a complaint about this episode straight out the gate that I want to hit. Brayden's earrings aren't flashy enough. <laughs> oh, that's never a complaint. My complaint is if you're going to mention Sasquatch sightings and you're not going to put a producer in a Sasquatch costume and be like, what was that over there? Like, come on. Well, they did that with Jesse at the end of the episode. Oh, I missed that little teaser. Well, maybe if you watched the whole fucking episode, you wouldn't have to lodge this complaint. I'm still going to lodge it. Yeah. They had a whole comedic segment. Where and Jesse I missed was it. dressed up as Sasquatch. And God he's like, guys, damn it. did you get this shot? Oh, man. Uh, there's a naked boy. There's a, na- there's a naked child <laughs> running through the house. It's our child. It's not just. Right, not just some child. All right, well, there's egg on my face then. I was crunched Correct. for time. You have to watch the inset. I feel like that's usually the only part that's worth it. Well, you know why I was crunched for time is because I was going to watch this last night and we had a power outage. So I had to watch this show at work today in my work office, and then I had to finish it up at home. That's your job. My, well, I mean, it really is this my job. podcast yeah. is your job. <laughs> it makes the bulk of our income. <laughs> it's the most meaningful and important thing that I do. I'm looking at our shout outs. Oh, okay. I'm so not, I'm not just Damn it. So Jesse Palmer did. Okay. Yes, Mia Culpa. Yeah, Mia Culpa. I'm sorry, Jesse Palmer. And I should have known. Honestly, it was pretty fu- It was a delight. It was it was Chekhov Sasquatch. It was like if you mention it, it has to happen. Yeah, and it did. I they understood the assignment. They did understand the assignment. I did not understand the assignment, which was watch the entire show that we recap. Correct. I thought that it was that Brayden was a Sasquatch type skulking in the woods on his return. I thought that's what they were doing. And, I, and that was a little, I mean, they even had him in flip-flops so they could zoom in on his feet. His hairy feet. His hairy feet. He's a mythical beast, Brayden. Ugh. Good riddance. Good I'm riddance. with Aaron. Hit the gas. <laughs> Punch the gas. Punch the gas. Punch the gas. I'm going to start saying that when we drop the kids off at school. <laughs> Punch the gas, man. All right. You want to, uh, you got a few shout outs for us. Yes. Once again, Insta's blowing up and I, Gmail is crickets. I love it. I am in total control. I am a golden god. <laughs> 
of Instagram. Tofu Gestapo and I are just having a little side conversation that if anybody else wants to chime in, they're welcome to. Uh, where we're talking about how they need to do a special season of Real Housewives Moms. Oh, yeah. We'd like to see Leah McSweeney's mom. I personally would love to see Dale Tinley's mom. So to understand this, it would be moms of the current cast. Current or former, honestly. Okay, right, or just like, like moms of people yeah, who have been on I'm Real Housewives. I'm trying to think. We met like Luann's mom. She might be dead now. She was on her way out. Yeah. She was pretty old. Can you believe it, girls? Uh, can you believe it, girls? <laughs> My mom died. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we never met Bethany's mom. Uh, I mean, just think about it. Just think about it. Moms of Roni. I like it. I thought you meant more it was like non-rich moms like playdate moms like following them around. oh no god that sounds awful no i mean i think it would be it would be fun because it would be like catty but very small yeah. like you brought the better casserole to the birthday party kind of thing mm. or is that not what's gonna happen no. is that what not you, you ladies no. aren't like that that's not what we're talking about yeah it's, they would be having not. pillow fights and tickle fights you while the kids are down pillow to fights bed in the middle of the night <laughs> Wanna ride the bins with eight of her friends? She wanna shop with Jay, play box with Jay. She wanna pillow fight in the middle of the night. She wanna drive my bins with five of her friends. She wanna creep past the blocks, spying again. Kate tells us that Ocean Avenue is in LA. It runs parallel to the PCH Pacific Coast Highway. God damn it! How did I not know that? I lived on she the PCH. Said, to be honest, I think Ryan should know this one, even though he went to school in Malibu. I said. I, yeah. You definitely should know that. I should know that. You know who I bet knows that for sure? JTT. Uh, My buddy JTT. Yeah, your bud. Yeah, yeah. Also Montel Jordan, who you went to school <laughs> with. And somehow I never knew that. I didn't go to school with Montel Jordan. He was a Pepperdine alum before I was there. Oh, that yes. makes sense. Yeah. he's older He's than older. You. No, Mr. A, my journalism teacher, went to Pepperdine with Tal and played basketball with him. Who's Tal? The, my journalism teacher, Mr. A. Oh. Tal A. Tal Went Anderson. To school yes. with Montel with Jordan. With Montel Jordan, yes. Is that who Montel Jordan wrote some of his songs about? Abs all of his songs. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we do it. Kind of buzzed and it's all because. <laughs> this is how Mr. A does it. <laughs> <laughs> when he's running a journalism class. Okay, Laura has written us before, and she's here with uh, a couple of different things of info. Okay, okay, hit us. First of all, she said that Angel was already gone from Buffy when they did the musical episode, so we don't know whether or not he's a singer. Damn it. But, echoing your point, Spike is a very good singer, and that the musical episode holds a pivotal moment in the Spike-Buffy ship. Because that's when they kiss for the first time. Oh, that's a good time for them to kiss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She also said one more thing regarding stealing charity and the order of the guys. This was interesting. Okay, hit me with Not it. like most of the messages we receive. Hey, you're going to watch a plummet. I will never say that about our Gmails, okay? <laughs> she said, I've heard from interviews with contestants that stealing requires the help of a producer. Oftentimes, the producers will tell them when they can go steal, however best it suits their narrative. But contestants can also exploit this. 
When it comes to James, he really has no right to bitch about Sean stealing time because if Charity liked James and wanted to spend time with him, she would have. She was just not that into him. Yeah. So it kind of confirms what we've always thought of like some of it is under the control of a producer. Some of it the lead has control Mm -hmm. over. And basically it's more manipulated than it appears on the show. I can't believe that. I can't believe that the producers are behind the scenes manipulating what we're seeing. Pulling puppet strings. <laughs> Bunch of puppet masters. The man behind the curtain. It's like Ryan's at Avenue Q again. <laughs> watching a puppeteer. Watching uh, Providence, Rhode Island production of Avenue Q. And then asking one of the puppets out after the show and getting rejected. That puppet had a lot of options. Mm. That puppet was a freak, too. I saw that puppet on stage. She's a freak. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, basically, everyone had a lot of thoughts, curiosity, uh, excitement about Gary. Yes. Make oh, sure man. that we're pronouncing it correctly. Gary, yes. despite it clearly being spelled Jerry. This seems like a Parks and Rec situation. You have where, the yeah. same name. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Isn't there a Parks and Rec thing where, like, they learn that they've been ge- Yeah, it, Jer- like, keeps changing. Like his name, his name is Jerry? actually Gary or yeah, something. Or, like, it's yeah. Terry. Right, it keeps switching around, yeah. Initial thoughts? So, he's 71. Right, doesn't I look it. I thought that they would go younger, and I actually really like it that they pick someone mm-hmm. who actually is old. Yes. Like, I thought they were going to be like, the Golden Bachelor, he's 47. Exactly, yeah, I was worried about that, too. I do think that the women will probably be... In their like, like 45 to 65, maybe. I mean, 45 seems. I I think you're right, but 45 seems a little young for a 71 year old. It does seem a little young yes. for a 71. We'll year old see. Man. We'll wait until the cast comes out. But initial thoughts are brilliant casting. I think with brilliant Gary? with Gary. Yes, be, for a couple reasons. One, he's 71 but doesn't look it, so it hits both of those things. Mm-hmm. Like it's what you're saying of like. Oh, I thought they were going to go younger. They didn't, but he still looks younger. He still wears a hearing aid, as I believe Bridge pointed out. Uh, but again, I like that. And no, me too. Yeah. yeah, and I like it that because she like sent us an image where she had circled his hearing aid. <laughs> I like it that they didn't like make him take it out or, yeah. or like Photoshop it out right. or whatever. Right, yeah. right. You know what? He's old. He, well, old guys wear hearing yeah, aids. Yeah, I like that. I think that choosing a widower was a, was a good idea mm-hmm. as opposed to someone who, say, had been divorced multiple times. Who wants that? Uh, gross. A divorcee. <laughs> Disgusting. Damaged goods. <laughs> but you know they love to play the like sad story. I know we're going to get, and I'm sure it is a sad story, but I know we're going to get this sad story about Gary. They're already playing up his daughters He's and granddaughters. Yeah. yeah. So I think they chose very well. I think I that they made like... Like a savvy decision that also is going to be popular. Yeah, I agree. And also a a couple stray thoughts. One, I think you just have to pick a man this old to find a decent quality bachelor. Like when's the last time we've had like a decent bachelor? Uh, Perhaps you don't remember Clayton. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember Clayton. I Um, posed the question to you again. I feel like we had this discussion on a former episode of like, when was the last time we had a bachelor that we actually liked? Yeah. And that we were like, oh, this guy deserves the lead. Yeah. Uh, It's it's been been a a long time. It's been a long time. And Gary may fail 
to my not to, to Gary may fail to rise to my expectations. But what I'm saying is maybe they always need to go a little older with the gentleman. Maybe it takes men a little longer to mature, perhaps. Oh, they went that direction with Ari, and that guy was just as immature he as He was just else. as bad. Okay, so. never mind. Um, I also think it is a different situation to have this show and like, hey, do you want to get married for maybe the next 15 years? That's like... like it is a... It's a different proposition. It is. I will be interested even like, is that the end goal or? I think so. Well, we have different expectations for this show. I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of like, hey, here's my life insurance policy. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I'm only being kind of cynical. Like you're, you're making a different calculation at that age. If you're like, hey, let's get married again. Do you want to spend the next 15 to 20 years together? I mean, we could have la- if we had gotten married at seventy, we would have lasted till one of us died. Well, till you died. Till I died. I mean, frank. I mean, yeah, you would have had seven years with me. Two or three of them would have been taking care of me entirely. Yeah, yeah. and then, then I would have died, and you would have been like, it was a successful marriage. Yeah, would have been like till death do us part. Yeah, did it, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is it's just it's a different ball game. It's going to be e- interesting to see it play. But out. I also feel like. If you know that you only have, you know, the better version of a decade, give or take, I don't know, five years, uh, you really want to find somebody that you want to be with. Like, you're not dicking around and being like, eh, like, we can see how this goes. That's interesting. That's the last decade of your life. But I think you also want different things. Like, you know, even um, in this episode... Who was it that was talking? Was it Xavier who was talking about, like, my dad takes care of my mom all the time? Like, yeah. I think the idea of becoming, like, a caretaker, someone who can, you can depend on, who's going to be there through thick and thin is yeah. much more important. Well, that was why my grandmother always said that she never dated after my grandfather died because he died, like, not young, but he was in his 70s. And to give perspective, she's, like, 98 right now and mm-hmm. doing great. And she was always like, these guys just want somebody to take care of them. And mm-hmm. like, no thanks. Yeah. I already did that. Been there, right. done that. Bought the t-shirt. Didn't fit. Independent women. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I feel like what, um, not to, not to you know, divided into traditional gender roles. But I think what a 71-year-old man might be looking for could be different from what a 70-year-old woman is looking for. It's possible. Well, I guess my overall comment is I'm going to be really interested to see this play out. Me too. I think it's not going to be the same old, same old that we've gotten before. So, yeah, I am, I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. Me too. It. All right, you want to talk? Do you have other shout-outs? Uh, that's it. Okay. Well, I believe, unless okay. we missed you, in which case, sorry. Sorry, you should have gmailed us. Yeah. I don't miss any oh, gmails because yeah. I don't get it. Ryan's any. meticulous with the <laughs> gmails. I got all of the shout outs that I received this week are covered. All right, travel with me, if you will, to Stevenson, Washington. It's, have you been to Stevenson? No. Oh, that's disappointing. It's absolutely breathtaking. They said, Caleb says, we're in freaking Washington State. <laughs> I have That's that quote as I well. Had when I visited Washington you put State a for 13 years, different Caleb. intonation on it than Caleb does, I Might think. Have used but a it's, yeah, F word right. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, it's also 
Skamania County. I mean, this county Skamania. loves ska. They Skamania. love ska music so much. Like, they're still into the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Skull mania left and right there. You're not going to let this joke I don't land, think are the you? Mighty Mighty Boston's. That's not ska. That's what? like big bra- big brass. Like uh, re- like uh, revitalized music swing. Is like 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 no Sum doubt. Forty one. Okay. And like I feel like ska music is more punk than that, and that's more big band. Okay, boy, I'm really Maybe? swinging I don't know. and whiffing on this episode. I, don't know. I mean, I love the Mighty Mighty Boston's. That's a strong claim. <laughs> them <laughs> the you love them name five and i'm not i'm not even dissing five, the mighty mighty but boss i love tones. that song and never had to knock on wood yeah the question that i get yeah yeah that's well, the impression that i get the that's the name of it we've played that before as our final song uh here for the wrong reasons diehards will remember that we've played that as our yeah. final song before Look up, please, if Mighty Mighty Boston's are skull. Okay, hang on. And I'm putting in my notes MMBT. Is that an acceptable abbreviation for Mighty Mighty Boston's? Are you guys MMBT heads? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what's the fan name here? Well, it's classified here just as rock. That's not right. No, no. What type of music is the Mighty Mighty Boston's? Okay, this says ska punk band. I just don't think of them. I think, uh, you know what I think of as ska? This is going to hit deep for okay. a few, for none of our listeners. Okay, let's hear it. When I was in high school. <laughs> I'm already excited about where this is going. A select group of biology students <laughs> would get to go to Hawaii. And the year before me, a bunch of our friends went. And they would go with a, like a school from California. Uh-huh. Our school would go, and this California school yeah. would go. And they... There was a all the California kids had all this different music. Oh sure, all the hip stuff that we yes. were listening to and in California they at the time. Burned all of our friends a CD, and they were like, "You have to listen to this band. It's like the best band." And that's who I think of. What was the band? I have no idea. Oh, th- that was really. I thought it was going to be. I'm going to have to. You know, yeah. I will text my friend Mary Margaret, and she will remember. That was one of the most disappointing anecdotes <laughs> we've ever had on this I show. I feel like if I honestly like went into a quiet room and sat and thought for ten minutes, I could think of it, but I can't do that. That was very anticlimactic. All right. Well, let's get to speaking of anticlimactic. Let's get to. This show, which actually did have quite a climax. So, oh, and Ranger Dog is here trying to bite my face off. Hi, Ranger. Are you gonna lick the microphone? Oh, less than Jake. Yeah, that I feel like is a Scott. Oh, the 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 pharmaceutical bandits. I have never heard of them. That, so that was is, the name, man. This brain, right? This like, amazing. That is a beautiful <laughs> mind. The dog has wrapped the headphones cord around his leg, and he's gonna try to bite me if I take it off. Okay, we got it. We got it, gang. Okay, uh, can you can you hear me? Can they, you hear me now? Okay, they've been at Coachella. Okay, that's they've something. They played Bonnaroo. Have they played Stagecoach? They played the Vans Warped Tour. They're they're huge. They're huge. I was so proud of a joke that I made on Twitter that one person liked, so I'm just gonna make it again. Are you ready? Yeah. So the Golden Bachelor is gonna be an exciting show. But all the real drama is going to happen, happen offstage at an Oak Ridge Boys show in uh, Branson, Missouri. 
I don't get it. Because like instead of stagecoach, they're going to see the Oak Ridge Boys. All I these don't old know who people. The Oak Ridge Boys. Are. They're like an old person band. Then how do you know who they are? Because uh, <laughs> I know things. Who's the Oak Ridge Boys? The Oak Ridge Boys. I think it would Boys. have been funnier if you had said Michael McDonald. That would have been good too. That would have been good too. Nobody I think nobody knows who the Oak Ridge Boys are. Somebody laughed at the Oak Ridge Boys. I think that they sing, "My Heart's on Fire." Elvira. Giddy up, papa, papa, mama. Giddy up, papa, papa, mama. I think they sing that song. I think that was the mom of that girl contestant last season that sings that song. <laughs> Boy, the, we... The, the Murney sisters or whatever <laughs> their names were. Welcome to our rabbit hole. We are 20 minutes deep. I, and what we have established is that they're in Stevenson, Washington. If anyone knows the pharmaceutical bandits, <laughs> send me an Instagram message and I will send you a prize. <laughs> What's the prize going to be? A burned CD of pharmaceutical bandit <laughs> songs. Yes, they do sing Elvira, okay. by the way. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a great little song. And I'm sure that Gary the Golden Bachelor is familiar with it and likes it. I bet there's maybe they're going to have that person on who sings Older Women. Our beautiful you lovers. Love that song. I do love that song, but I think that it's apropos for the Golden Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah, I it think it's going to happen. quite apropos, <laughs> Cheryl Crow. <laughs> All right. Apropos of nothing. <laughs> apropos of nothing. He Here's says the his episode. name is Gary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get to this show. All right. So they're in Skamania County. Skamania means swift water. It's known for the most Sasquatch sightings ever, which apparently they made a gag out of, and I stopped the show <laughs> short. What a loser. <laughs> Before I saw it, which that gag was also designed for me, too. So I'm I know. Disappointed this whole episode, really. Yeah, this is like the Ryan episode, and I really didn't follow through. I love fruit festivals. Yeah. I love train rides. Short uh, train rides. You love sitting in a barrel that's pretending to be a hot tub. Oh, God, do I ever. You I love would love flannel. that. Yeah, I love flannel. I feel like you don't have as many ironic hipster sweaters as there showed up in this episode. No, I like not at all. You got out of the Pacific Northwest. I got out when the getting little, out was good. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know about that, but at the perfect time. Is this okay? The dog is Ryan's here. Ryan's dog yeah. that likes to bite is just really okay. Really I think it's obvious. I also like to bite. Playing with this cord. <laughs> Right, it's wrapped around his yep. paw. Yeah, no, this happened before triggers. already. <laughs> He's gonna bite Anna. This is an animal attack podcast. We're in the middle of an animal attack right here. It's real funny until I sue your ass. <laughs> no, this dog is uh, still a joint custody dog. <laughs> Ranger. All right, all right, get him down, get him down. Just Ranger, get down, get down, get buddy. Down. All right, all right. Come on. He's very insistent. He's very strong. So too. he's strong. And here's the thing is he very much insists that he wants love until you try to get him attention. And then he's like, it's a Braden type. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yes. it's like, oh, I want to be on this show. No, I'm a little worried Plus about it. Plus his ears are pretty flashy. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right. Okay, they are in Washington. Xavier says that the lodge is giving cabin trip types of vibes. It's a little on the nose, Xavier. <laughs> Um, I noted, did they just like 
push a couple of guys out. Like, this seemed like a really small group of guys just all of a sudden. Well, a couple of them died getting up the mountain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agreed it was a small... They dysentery. Well, she said... <laughs> yeah, well, they took the Oregon, Oregon Trail, Trail to get here. Ba-dum-bum. Yeah. Um, they ate too much buffalo meat. <laughs> so this seemed like a small group of guys. I agree. And then at the end when she gave out like three oh, roses. They, like, and I was like. There was like one on the table. I was like, I was wait, like, what oh, is happening? What? Yeah. Because Charity was like, we're halfway through this journey already. And I was like, how is that? It's like episode four. Yeah. Like, what is happening? I had the same reaction. I guess they were they're like, truncating this. Are coming up. And yeah. I was like, wait, we've had like one. Oh, no, he's on the table. <laughs> Ranger has been put away. <laughs> I was going to uh, try to convince the listeners that you were dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that the animal attack it happened. Was, uh, it was like that <laughs> movie that we saw uh, where the, the gorilla kills everybody. Oh, right. Uh, spoiler alert, Miki. Well, for... it happens in like the nope. first scene. That's nope. true. Yeah. yeah. The chimp, the, the rampaging chimp kills yes, everybody. Yeah. Yes. The ranger does kind of give off those vibes. Oh, absolutely. Except he's not quite as competent. I think he would be <laughs> yeah. more, he's more of a bull in a china shop than that chimp who seemed to kind of enjoy the killing or like <laughs> was confused about the killing and then reached under and like gave that little boy like a... Like a pat. Didn't he give him like a thumbs up? Yeah, he gave him yeah. like he gave him like a fist bump. Yeah. Oh. Um. Okay. Scamania, as you noted, means swift water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse's tag had him as a notable Bigfoot enthusiast. <laughs> this guy and you are y'all are really starting to connect. Oh, we're we found something to bond over. Braden also says he's real of Bigfoot. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. It's been bothering me what Brayden's earrings remind me of. Okay. And I finally figured it out. Okay. When I was a little kid, listeners, if you are anywhere from about the 35 to, I'm going to go maybe 43 range. It's a lot of our listeners, I think. Yeah. Tell me if you also ever got a kit where you could make your own earrings, you would microwave, I'm sure this like cancer inducing material. Mm -hmm. And you would microwave it, and that would, like, make it pliable. And so then you could, like, design your own earrings. Uh, and I always thought that it lo- it was a real-life version of what Claudia Kishi's earrings would look like on the Babysitter's Club. And there was a Babysitter's Club mini-movie. When you used to do book orders, you could buy these VHS tapes that were just 30-minute episodes of the Babysitter's Club. Okay. And in one of those 
30-minute episodes of the Babysitter's TV show, she does make her own earrings, and it was confirmed. That that's, and these are what Brayden looks, his earrings yes, look like. correct. So his earrings look like what an 11-year-old girl would make. Would make and at sell home. at a market. Yes. And then they think that the neighbor has stolen a bunch of them because Christy <laughs> thinks the neighbor is a witch. And it turns out it was Karen, Christy's little stepsister. Not the witch neighbor? Wasn't the neighbor. Yeah. Nope. And then Christy, like, she didn't think she was a witch. I think she, like, thought that she was just, like, she just didn't like her. And then she accuses her. And she's like, like, that really hurts my feelings, I bet Christy. it does. Yeah, Yeah, sure. to be falsely accused as an earring thief. these microwave earrings. That kind of claim follows you around for life. It's true. Yeah, you can't get a job because of that kind of thing. And that is what Brayden's earrings look like to me. We had a uh, Twitter follower, and I'm sorry, I don't remember. I think it was Claire, Mm -hmm. um, who said that the earrings look like USB drives. Ah. Yes, which I also see, which is just like, you know, it's a convenient way to store your data. Sure. Like it's just right there. You can lean down and just plug it right beep into boop the boop computer. Boop <laughs> is that what AI is? I'm yes. not clear. But that's, I, that's... he had chat GPT on his earrings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Dotton gets the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love him. Uh, Charity pulls up in another cool car. Driving. Jeep. Yeah. No ducks. Lame. <laughs> Uh, Dotton basically doesn't fit in this Jeep. That is a large man. It's a large man. Yes. I do like, again, Charity is driving again. I have that in my notes. I like that she always drives on the dates. Yeah. And she said that in this episode. She was like, I'm driving. Of course. (laughs) Always. She's the driver. She's, uh, Ryan Gosling from Drive. (laughs) You get five minutes on the date and then she's gone. She's in the drive-by truckers. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, the reason why Dotton doesn't fit in this Jeep is because he's so big. And the reason why he's so big is because his heart is that big. <laughs> this guy's Aww. got a heart of gold. I oh, like yeah, him. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think Dotton's downfall, I'm going to go ahead and say okay. this just as a general note. Okay. I don't know how much like sexual chemistry is there yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, clear though, slight counter. Okay. Slight counter. This isn't necessarily sexual chemistry, but they made that bungee jumping into innuendo several times. They were yeah. like, we did it twice. We went all the way. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That it went was right over my dr- head. Well, Uh-oh. Oh, no. Did we just lose power again? Are we or still just, recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Man, so. what a night. <laughs> what a wild night. Me. Lightning is going to strike in just a minute. Yeah, we did, gang. We lost power again. So, yeah, this is going to be... But we can still record while we have power. All right, we're going to soldier on with no power. This really is like the Oregon Trail. (laughs) This is what it's like in the woods of Washington. I don't know if my notes are going to work because I lost my internet connection. Uh Uh-oh. So that might be an issue. I got mine. Oh, no, no. Look, I can see them all. I can see them all. Okay. So, yeah, they are going to, as I mentioned, they are going to bungee jump off one of the tallest bridges in North America. And I want to say, too, I don't think that Dotton is giving, like, friend vibes. I just don't know, like, I don't I don't think that that's, like, number one on why I see why they are, like, 
working. Okay. I know. I mean, I I don't disagree. I think things were getting a little steamy in that barrel hot tub. Well, they have to. Right. It's by a definition. Hot tub. But <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I mean, and I, I love Dotton. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, I hope it works out. Yeah. No, I mean, the Dotton was one of the people I had in mind when I was like, this actually seems to be like actually working I agree. as a show. And I feel like a lot of times you get a lead who goes with that, just like sexual chemistry like nate and uh what's her face michelle uh, yeah michelle yeah. and then like a month later guess what right suddenly it's not so great anymore yeah, yeah. i mean when it's pretty great initial, for that month sure when that but. initial chemistry wears off and hey why not uh, just get a fun uh side yeah, piece sure. yeah um all right they go at, indeed they do go bungee jumping um charity is crying yes so I think this is interesting. I mean, not to just keep banging, banging a dead horse. I hate it when people just come along and bang a dead horse. That's Western Washington. <laughs> um, like, does Charity not have any say in the date either? Because, I mean, she's clearly terrified and has zero desire to do this. So it's like you usually get dates like this where the, the contestant right. is upset and doesn't want to do it but usually at least the lead is like we're doing we're going bungee jumping i or mean like, a lot of times like, i'm scared too but not usually to the point like she's freaking out and sure crying. but i think i don't know how much control we need to get who was it laura that uh, gave us some yeah insight, laura get in who apparently laura, knows were you a contestant? <laughs> who apparently knows all the ins and outs of the show but I think they just wanted to make them go bungee jumping. And maybe even it was like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll do this. And then she gets there and she's like, oh, shit. Because I could see it's that. Like the tallest it's one of the tallest bridges. Bridge. Yeah, yeah. That was awful. not a suspension bridge, I don't believe. Oh, was it not? I don't know. I'm not an engineer. Engineers, all our engineer listeners. I'm just a doctor <laughs> of rhetoric. Of rhetoric. You know what's holding up that bridge? Logos. <laughs> okay. Um, she says that Dotton is the only person that she could have gotten through this date with. Um, and she says that she always feels protected with him mm -hmm. and that that's really important because in previous relationships, she's had to be the one that's like offered comfort and protection. And so it means a lot to her that she kind of has the role reversal with Dotton. Yeah, a lot of reference to past relationships yeah, in this and, episode. Uh, that came up more with uh, my... Xavier. Was it Xavier? At the end. Yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right, with Xavier. Um, and I had more questions about that. I did too. I think we have the same note, which is for a long time, she's just like, he reminds me of my exes with no details. But why? And why he <laughs> yeah. did that. Yes, I totally agree with that. And then I, f I was like, man, she's going to cut him. And like, none of us are going to understand right. why. Because all she just kept saying was like, he's just like my ex. My ex also knitted sweaters yeah, and got a PhD. always bobbing for apples. <laughs> <laughs> always going to fruit festivals. But yeah, this Dotton date seems like it's a huge hit. She says she's feeling the absolute greatest. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, they eat s'mores together. And Dotton says that it, this date sets it in stone that she is really my person. Yeah. I, I Again, I liked him. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought they... She does... I feel like she's a good bachelorette because she gives... 
whoever she's with, like a lot of attention. I feel like she doesn't hide her emotions, mm-hmm. but she's not dramatic. Right. I just really like her. Me too. I have been very impressed. I didn't really know what to expect because I mm-hmm. didn't feel like we really got to know her. There's a terrific charity moment coming up that I want to discuss Oh, later where I was, I really enjoyed what Is she Is it where did. she says, not me cheesing like this? Because uh, I liked that No, part. I liked that too. That's also in my notes, but no, it's, I mean, I'll just to give it away now, spoiler alert, Mickey. Is when she comes in, like, what are you guys talking about right now? Oh, yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, clearly there's drama, like, out with it. Yeah. Like, come on, guys, let's just deal with it. Like, I loved that handling of that situation. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I like how she's handled all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of her handling situations, back at the ranch, back at the cabin. Back at the cabin trip vibes. Um, Brayden is saying... And, you know, just to repeat something we've said before, I don't disagree with some of his points. He says one of the things that bothers him is that Charity is always going to be on as the Bachelorette. And, like, how do you know who you're proposing to if you're basically proposing to someone who's had to be, quote, unquote, on this entire process? And if you recall, um, that was... Maybe Zach's complaint about Rachel, because one mm-hmm. of the only times when they get to like not be on camera yes, for an right. period is during the fantasy suites, and I think it was Zach who was like Rachel was a completely different yeah. person, right? When the cameras were turned off, yeah. yeah. So like, I actually don't think that that's a completely unfounded concern. He's just going about it the wrong way, and mm-hmm. he's being an asshole. Yeah. And also, like again. That's the show. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, he also is a is very, very good at doing something that's an asshole move that looks defensible. Because, like, even at the end, he plays it very well. Mm-hmm. And, like, coming back and being like, I just wanted to say it's not on you. But, like, he gets all the guys feathers ruffled their hinkles are up oh they've got their hinkles but then he can be like i was just here to talk to chair you know like like, he's always and he says like i'm not trying to take time away from you guys but it's like yeah that's exactly the point like it doesn't even occur to you that that's what you're doing even though that's exactly what you're doing but i i'm saying i think he's more manipulative than that i don't think he's doing all that on purpose yes i think that it's it's very hard to walk this line perfectly of like oh no i wasn't being a dick Without like planning it, yeah. I don't know, but I just don't. I don't think you get to do it quite this like maniacally smoothly. and smoothly. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't come across looking good, so it's not really all that smooth in the mm. end. But like he, the way he gets Aaron and those other guys like all riled up yeah. and coming after yeah. him in a way that he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm yeah. not doing anything. And, like, on paper, and he's like, not. And, like, this has nothing to do with you guys. Yeah, this is right. about me and charity. Right. Yeah. It's, like, the kind of thing where, like, you commit a crime, but it, like, there's some loophole or something. You know, it feels like that move of, like, mm-hmm. no, I didn't break into the bank. The door was open, and I, wa- you know, yeah. like, I didn't do anything wrong. So. We got a group date We card. do have a group date. Yeah. Joey. Aaron, Michael, Caleb, Brayden, Sean, John. Sean, John. Um, and Tanner, meet me in the woods. I was very disappointed that this wasn't an into the woods themed date. <laughs> into the woods, the woods are good. You're I like all the woods. Going we to love write the woods. Your best version of a Sondheim <laughs> song. You all love Sondheim, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So this is another thing that I'm interested to get your perspective. Okay, on. hit me. 
I appreciate that Aaron is standing up for charity. I don't think he was wrong in the way that he approached, like telling her about Brayden. I do think that it will be interesting to see how Aaron comes off now that Brayden isn't there. Yes. Because I think Aaron is really getting his yayas um, from taking this protector role. Yes. And, and before this date, he says, um, I'll protect Charity if Brayden makes her feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, on the one hand, that's nice. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, like, Charity can protect herself. She's made that clear. It's it's a very interesting thing because you even see that at the end where he seems to be feeling that he's in a protective mode, but he's actually not. Because yeah. he's like, Brayden's already leaving. Right. And I get it. I would be mad, too, and I would go yell at him, too. I mean, that's I get the impulse. But... I think that the protector role can move into the like overprotective, overprotective toxic role. That's not to say that Aaron's going to go there, but it's no. a possibility. You can just see yep. like nuances of it. And I'm like, it wouldn't surprise me if it turned into that. Right. Now, let me ask you, I have a totally separate thought, think piece question for you. It seems to me that this show has entirely given up on two on ones because if they were going to have one, it would have been Braden and Aaron. Yeah, 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 that's true. I think in these abbreviated seasons, honestly, they don't have time for them. And I also think they've kind of saved them for seasons that really lend themselves to the two-on-one, which this would have. It would have, for Um, sure. I mean, I think this would have been a stereotypical two-on-one. And I was just, I'm not surprised they didn't do it because they never do it anymore. But five years ago, they would not have been able to resist. It's been a long, uh, Robin... Could we get you to run those stats back and tell us when the last two-on-one it date was? It was, I bet I can tell you, it was the Niagara Falls date. Who's, um, whose season was that? You remember the Bachelor went to Niagara Falls and had two kind ladies of. And one of, them ha- one of them had to go over in a barrel. <laughs> it was a hot tub barrel. Yeah. One of them had to go to Canada and one got to stay in the United States. They built a big fake ark and put her in there with a bunch of animals. <laughs> and just pushed it over the side. You know they really did that? Yeah. That's yes. crazy. No, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah. They, I don't know if you listeners know about this, but yeah, they um, may, I mean, Anna just described yeah, it to you. They like built this Noah's Ark and put a bunch of animals in there and pushed it over Niagara Falls and a bunch of the animals died. That is the equivalent of like the Titanic submersible. <laughs> and they're like one tragic thing might have happened. It's Let's double down worse. on this. Like, I don't care if a bunch of rich dudes sure, die, right. but not a bunch of animals. What's right. wrong with y'all? No, I mean, what, and what did they think? They must have known they were going to die, yeah, right? Like we're living in a society. Yeah, right. These yeah. animals didn't do anything. Yeah. It anyway. was God. God told them to do it. Uh, yeah, it's a God thing. <laughs> so this date in the woods is also a God thing. <laughs> Where is this going? What's this transition? I don't know. Just, okay. Uh, I, can f- I feel God in these woods tonight. <laughs> um, they're going hiking. Mm-hmm. They are wearing a lot of flannel, a lot sure. of sweaters. But Brayden says that he's going to use his lack of clothing to assert dominance. 
this guy is a tool. No, that's just it. Is like some of his points about relationships are like kind of right, but just he's also just stupid. I mean, even the Girl Scouts are like, are you dumb? Yeah. Like when he's eating like a root that he found in the woods. And the Girl Scouts ask, who do you think is the smartest in the bunch? And Charity immediately says, not Brayden. Not Brayden. She is wising up to the Brayden act real quick. In fact, it's a question of what connection they may have ever had. Or maybe it was yeah. just they wanted Braden around long enough to see him eat a giant root. And I come mean, back. I feel like Charity was into it, but that she's clearly getting the ick. She's oh, she's over it. Yeah, nice use of the ick, by the way. Look at these. Uh, look at us using these hip young people phrases. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yolo. Charity says <laughs> Washington is all about being outdoors and embracing nature. And Braden says, bro, why am I the only one with a stick? Because he's got a hiking stick, which shows how outdoorsy he is. I'm going to make a bold point and claim that Charity does not actually look to be someone who enjoys being out in nature. She looked pretty miserable on a lot of these dates. Not in the sense that, like, she didn't look miserable. She, I don't think, wanted to be out in the cold looking for For berries and and frogs. She's wearing, like... A fluffy, like, mink fur cape. And uh, I don't know. She just, this does not seem to be her dream date. She did have that great fur. She was wearing it later, too. I was like, what is this, like, Yeah, it looked like Elsa. Well, I was going to say, is it like Elsa? Is it like a Mrs. Claus? Like, what is this cape? It's very impressive. I also thought between the hipster sweaters and Charity's fur cape and the Girl Scouts, they basically looked like they were in a Wes Anderson film. Oh, absolutely. This is as Wes Anderson as it gets. Like, yeah. I brought you some roots and nuts yeah, to uh, eat. Let's go to the kissing tree. <laughs> Somebody right. play Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> and win the rain. Oh, um, oh, come on. No, I do like that song. Yeah. Beats against the window pane. My mom hates Wes Anderson. Why? I don't know. She They saw his new movie and she was like, I just don't like any of his stuff. And I know that. So I don't know why we even went. She was real mad about yeah, it. Yeah, real salty about oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Wes Anderson. <laughs> Ginger doesn't like your work. Nope. Reevaluate your life, Wes. Certified not fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did this. So you said that one of your favorite moments in the episode was when Charity calls the boys on their talking. And yes. Like, what's going on? Yeah. My favorite moment was when the little Girl Scout said, I am a demon. Oh, absolutely. I have that in my notes, too. That was the best. That was fabulous. Spoiler alert, she is a demon. Yeah. And later it ends. The next episode, she kills them all. Actually, Brayden lucked out by getting sent home. Yeah, John, Brayden, Caleb. If Caleb would have been there, though, he might have been able to fight it off. There's your horror movie. Like, it starts off as a reality dating show. I love it. Yeah. And you don't even quite know what you're getting. I wish they would do that more. For marketing reasons, they can't. But I wish they would do more of that. Like, you think it's a romantic comedy. Like, Uh, legit. Until, like, 30 minutes in and you're like, what? Like, this is not what I signed up for. I get why they can't do that. I would love it. This is the perfect time for us to try out some of our writing chops. (laughs) That's true. We will cross the picket lines. Yeah. We'll be (laughs) scared To write a film. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know who's going to act in it. 
maybe some actor scabs. Some but. actors. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, they have to gather food and then they have to answer questions. Quick question. How well would you do if someone said, hey, find something edible in the woods? I'm calling bullshit on half this stuff. There oh, were yeah. just a bunch of beets out in the woods in Washington. No. Right. Like, well, I also I don't think those were edible either. I mean, he ate them, I but... Mean, Yeah, I think that I would not do well, but also they're like presenting moss. Like, (laughs) well, Tanner had an edible arrangements that he gave. Yeah, charcuterie board. (laughs) Well, she made that joke twice because Braden comes with the same damn idea. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I could do something that looks good, but sure, right? Is it actually edible? It's like Papa Bear's wilderness stew. Um, okay, one question is how would you keep charity warm if you had no fire? I like uh Aaron's uh, assumption that they don't have fire, but they do have hot Right, cocoa. of course they do. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I'm a protector, so I'll make it. Who would you eat to survive? Not surprisingly, every single guy says Brayden. Brayden, yes. And then how do you see this journey ending? And I did think Aaron played it well to say on one knee. That was a good move, yeah. Pretty clever. Pretty good move. And then Brayden says, to be content. Come on, bud. <laughs> what an asshole. But, like, just uh, he's he's good at being an asshole. Like, it's not even a compliment. It's well, just, like, he, he clearly has, I'll say it this way, he clearly has had this form of assholery reinforced in ways in his life before. yeah like this act has worked for him in the yeah, past yeah he's definitely a showboater oh he's a hot, hot dogger. dogger yeah what i think is funny is brayden is basically advocating for everything you always say you want from this show but yeah because it's brayden well no i mean but and that's what i'm saying is i should like him more right yeah because i agree but with he's the just stuff likable he's just not likable like i agree and also he undercuts it with like his other behaviors like if he was just like you know i'm not sure about how i feel about this and i'm still working on it like that's different than yeah what he's doing but he plays it off as the first one yeah no i agree yeah. Uh, at this point in the episode, for some reason, Brayden goes shirtless, even though we're told that it's freezing and raining. Well, also, he threatens to do it earlier, but we don't get the, like, slow unbuttoning. Yeah. Just at one point, he's not wearing a shirt. He's also like, Mickey. I know you don't like it when I call people ugly, but, like, this guy's not cute. Like, objectively, he's not one of the more attractive men on the show. Oh, I don't know that that's... I mean, no. I don't know that that's fair. You're obviously the better judge than correct, I am. Correct, correct. But I don't, think, I don't think if you saw him in a crowded space, you would be like, God, what is the elephant man doing over there? Well, no, I'm not saying he's the elephant <laughs> man. I'm just saying, like... It would be one thing if he was really hot, mm-hmm. and I would be like, well, okay, I kind of get it. But, like, yeah. he's not even that cute, you're and he's saying, that freaking donkey. You're saying he's not hot enough to be this big of an asshole. Correct. Yeah. If you're going to act like hot this, ratio you better is not look there. good. Yeah, okay. It's the same thing with Luke P. or whatever. Luke, right. was that? The guy yeah. who talked to God he wasn't in the cute. shower. At least he had yeah. a good body. I feel like Brayden doesn't even have that. Sorry, oh, Brayden. Are you listening? You're really, so uh, Brayden rose. I know. You're really being cruel over here. Somebody Team Miki. Pull out the fire because we're roasting Brayden. <laughs> Bring your s'mores around, Dotton and yep. uh, Charity. Bring yeah. me some cocoa, Aaron. <laughs> Respectably serious, Aaron. All right. Yeah, he Braden says he's going to get real primal and just start humping everything. Mm, no, I mean, no. he's that bird that's humping a rock when he yeah, can't hump something. The yeah. girl won't have sex with him. <laughs> um, okay. Braden says. 
and an explanation for why he's acting the way he's acting. Mm -hmm. I love life and I want someone that's going to add to it. I like her. She might be an amazing woman, but she may be an amazing woman that's for someone else and not me. And that really sets everybody off. It does set everybody off, which again, that is a fine thing to say but then in leave. the abstract. But leave. Like, why yeah. are you here? Well, he's like, I've packed my bags more than twice. Well, then go. Yeah. Like, yeah. get gone. And then don't come back. He's also the kind of person who, like, I'm about to leave. I hate that. I and don't then finally like when it. Charity, like, yeah. calls him on his bluff and she's like, okay, well, let me walk you yeah. out. You can see that he's, like, panicking. Well, like, and then he, like, comes back again. That. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean about kind of, like, this asshole move yes. has worked for him. Like, he's been like, oh, I might leave if yeah. you don't give me my way. I can't handle this show. Well, then I guess you better leave. Sorry, yeah. bud. Yeah, this is the show. All right, so we have um, Aaron. What did you feel about Aaron saying that he's a Louisiana boy and he's going to fry up some frog legs? And then he just, like, dumps a frog out of a sack? <laughs> this date was just weird. It was. A, I like the idea of it in concept. They needed Wes Anderson to come and direct it. Yeah. Can I, you imagine <laughs> if, like, all of a sudden, in the middle of an episode of The Bachelor, like, turned into a full-on, like, not just a Wes Anderson right. style, but he was there right. to make it. Or, like... Who's who did like American Hustle? And oh yeah, David O. Russell. Yeah, yeah they it just, just turned yep. some like alter. Right, P.T. Anderson. Yeah, right. Director P.T. Anderson. You here. know that one of those guys, if they caught him on the right day, would be like, "Hey, do you want to spend two days doing this?" They, They'd be like, "Well, it's like yeah. when James Franco did." The soap opera. Sure, I right. I feel like a lot of them would be like, hell yeah. Right. Like if you gave him the right amount of money and caught him at the right, like in between projects. And let me tell you, one thing that was exposed with Scandival is how many like high level, like A-list celebrities are deeply invested in Vanderpump Rules. What do you mean? Uh, well, I mean like John Hamm and John Slattery going on. Like, oh, I see what like, you mean. Yeah, yeah. and like John uh-huh. Hamm knew all about it. Sure, like, yeah. John Slattery clearly had not uh-huh. watched the show, but right. John Hamm knew all the characters. Like, I feel like there are definitely some Bachelor fans out there. Oh, I mean, like, we know it's like I mean Paul Shear isn't a big celebrity, but, but like still, yeah, that's that's a Hollywood B-lister. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's as big as the gap in his teeth. <sighs> How do you like that, um, Miki? Heart is just as big. <laughs> the gap in his heart is just as wide. So Charity, as you have referenced, walks into the night portion of this group date, and all the guys are kind of dumping on Brayden. They're like, "Why are you here? You're always so pessimistic." You clearly don't want to be here. And they're just like getting riled up. Oh, they're getting their hinkles up. And they must yeah. be pretty loud because you can tell that Charity yeah. can like hear it as yes. she's walking into the room. And she knows that it's about Brayden. So she basically just immediately pulls him, um, kind of gives him one last chance to make amends or like say the right thing. And he just doesn't. And she's like, all right, right. Well, I'll walk you out. See ya. So a couple things I like. Uh, one of the reasons I like that moment is because Charity was kind of the voice of the audience of like, We've had this. How many times are you guys going to have this debate? How, like, uh, come on. She yeah. yeah. She's just tired. Right. And I liked the way she handled it. I think this is a good template for other bachelorettes to follow, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, you guys, what's wrong? It's like, guys, come yeah, on. I like, we've been wrong. over this five times. Yeah. What are you guys doing? And then with Brayden, too, because he's like, I feel like I like you, but I don't want to be here right now. And she's like, great. I'll right. Walk what you is out. he, 15 years old? I mean, he might be yeah. 15 years old. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I have an unrelated question, okay. and I don't mean to say this in a in a shameful in a shaming way at all. Uh-oh. Is Charity wearing a bra as a top in this <laughs> under her suit Why jacket? Why are you slut shaming? <laughs> um, uh, I th- yeah, maybe. So okay. I feel like there's a new trend of wearing like. A bustier. Okay, maybe that's bra. the word that I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, it's not like just a bra. Well, it's not like uh, Sue Ellen on Seinfeld walking yeah. down the street. She's in not a bra. walking around yeah. in like a like I don't know bra brands because I don't really <laughs> Victoria's Secret. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's yeah. a hip new bra brand that One you guys may have heard of. I went to Dillard's and I was gonna buy a new bra, which I rarely do because I don't wear them out that much. And I finally found a bra of my size, which was quite small. And the woman that checked me out said, bless your heart, I couldn't fit a half a tit in there. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't believe I've ever bought a bra at Dillard's again. (laughs) What uh, poor customer service. That's exactly what you to wanted to fair, hear. To be fair, I feel like she she didn't mean it as an insult. No, I know she didn't, but that doesn't mean it's like Brayden, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, you didn't mean it that way, but all right, are we so she sends Brayden home and she thanks Aaron. She's like, "You brought it to my attention mm-hmm. that Brayden wasn't here for the right reasons." And then basically the group date goes great after Brayden's gone. Well, this was my thing that was like they almost had to bring Brayden back because these bros were so happy. There's nobody else. Yeah, there's no conflict, yeah. which makes me wonder, like, I mean, something's got to happen the rest of this season. But, you know, I didn't watch the promo. So it seems like what happens from the promo that I did watch mm-hmm. is that there's more cases of like self-doubt. OK, like, I don't know if okay. I'm ready for this. I think this is the end of the like. Guy on guy conflict. If I had boy to guess. on boy conflict, because yeah. I'm also thinking one of the only other perpetrators of that crime is Sean, mm-hmm. um, and I think Sean's probably not long for this world. He's not long for this world. He'll he'll die soon. Yeah. Um, but also, at a certain point, they get they separate them too, so they don't even get to see each other that much. Yeah. The fellas. Yeah. So true. it becomes more yeah one on one. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, they're not wrong. Hometowns are just around the corner. Oh, they're just around the bend. Coming up around the bend. So Xavier has the mm-hmm. next one-on-one. Yep. And we've already talked about this a little bit. Um, they you go to a fruit festival. Xavier says, I've never been to a fruit festival before, but I can't imagine a more perfect location with a perfect girl. I love that. This Aww. is the most perfect place. I mean, a fruit festival is pretty fun. I'm just saying, like, isn't the most perfect thing for him like a yarn factory or something? <laughs> like, I feel like it's a little, it's a little no, over the top. No, you're thinking of your Xavier. girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. I thought it would, a little after the previous two dates i was happy to just have like let's just oh, go yeah. to this festival and hold hands this this was, it was a nice date i just thought it was an interesting comment they do stomp in pear jam which you would have hated i think uh no i wouldn't have been a fan of the sensory details of that yes no and uh, charity says the same yeah another thing to charity's credit is that she loves pineapple as her favorite fruit uh, Ryan almost burned the house down trying to put pineapple on a pizza. I did not almost burn the house down. I burned my elbow. Yeah, he burned putting his pineapple bu- on Ryan a pizza. Ryan is very badly burned. <laughs> my face is horribly <laughs> yeah. disfigured. Don't look at my elbow. 
Um, so again, the biggest kind of takeaway from this date is that for whatever reason, and Charity is kind of uh, irritatingly non-specific. Yes. Her, she, uh, Xavier reminds her of her ex. And um, she says, he's fun, he's a great person, but he reminds me a lot of my past. But then she, she even says, I'm going off of a feeling and right. it's not fair to him. Correct. Yeah, like, she realizes he clearly it. clearly has yeah. not done anything wrong Well, and here. she doesn't identify any behavior or anything. that Because yeah. it, it comes out later that what the ex had done was be unfaithful multiple times. Yeah. And like, what has Xavier like, done? Like, was he giving off a vibe was at the fruit festival? Was he flirting with <laughs> all the other fruit vendors? He actually had sex with a bunch of the different fruit vendors. He was like fingering the apples a little too. <laughs> he had sex with a peach <laughs> call me by your name all this summer breeze oh i'm in italy is that how that song goes that might as well be how it goes <laughs> um so they do finally have a real conversation at dinner because mm-hmm. she's like i really need to get down to the bottom of this and he's great. He's like, I'm getting my PhD because I want to like save people. Right. Like I want to save my mom's life. Yeah. Yes. Um, like this guy's great. Yeah. And so here's something else I knitted you. Here's yeah. some pear jam I made you with yeah. my own like two he's feet. He's getting his PhD. He's knitting yeah. you scarves. Yeah. I mean, this guy. I'm... Is this what your old boyfriend was like? Yeah. yeah. So he gets the rose mm-hmm. and she does. She's like, I'm very happy because. Like, I've gotten over basically, like, a preconceived notion of who Mm -hmm. I thought he would be. Um, So, yeah, he gets the rose. So now Joey has a rose from the group date. Xavier has a rose. And and Dalton has a rose. rose. Dalton, yeah. So they're at the cocktail party. Right. Aaron is rubbing her back. The boys, I have to mention, some of the boys are walking on a treadmill in dress shoes. Oh, I, I noted didn't that. that. Oh, yeah. Huh. I noticed. See, I pay oh, attention I to. I pay attention to <laughs> the, things. Is it one treadmill that they're all taking turns on? No, it's three treadmills in a row. They're doing like, oh, oh, okay. All the fellas are next to each other. I it's was not imagining that okay like go a, video. a breakfast club style. <laughs> They're like all doing their arms back and forth. I just <laughs> thought it was funny that they were doing it in dress shoes. Huh. Yeah. That, that is funny. It was funny. Yeah, it that was is. funny. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. That's funny. Ha ha. Um, basically the big thing that happens at this cocktail party is what we've already talked about. Brayden comes back. So Brayden comes back. Yeah, boy is back. (laughs) Waltzes by all the guys and they all get pissed off. And then he goes in and just watches. a swing. Yeah. Oh, just earrings akimbo (laughs) and, uh, watches John and Charity kiss for a long time. That was creepy. Yes. Very creepy. I really appreciated the perspective on that shot. Yes. It it was really well done. Yeah. It was. And they had already kind of played up the like horror movie quality of him coming back. Yeah. That was very well done and creepy. And also I noted you must have hated those kissing sounds. I mean, God, there was that one was, kiss. Maybe it was. It I mean, John, John and Charity. It was like a lot of smacking. Or Dotton. There was one kissing scene where you just saw like it was like the underbelly of a snake. There was so much tongue action. And I was like, I did, I had to stop because I was like, wow, that is. You had to turn that away. That is an extreme yeah. tongue close up. <laughs> So, yeah, and John's reaction is great 
when he sees uh he's like whoa and then yeah. charity's like oh boy yeah like, here we go again I liked Sean's reaction mm-hmm. of this guy's walking in and flip-flops and a scarf. And the producer says, you're wearing a scarf, too. What's the difference? This is cashmere. Well, Sean has never been this upset in his life, truthfully. Sean's so, made for paradise. Oh, yeah. Sean is. They, I mean, really, this is his paradise audition. This whole yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. So um, Braden says, like, I wish you the best of luck. Again, he's a big old. He makes a big old scene coming in and then says a thing that in another conversation context would be nice and then leaves and the he like baits the guys into chasing him out to the van like get out of here can we talk about how he appeared to return and exit in like a big party bus yes what was remember that like crazy like virgin christian girl that showed up on yes the season and she yeah, had to Heather. come in like an odyssey van yeah right but he's, he's in, in like, this it yeah. is a party bus yeah well he's like, he headed to like a party he's about later to pick up the summer summer house gang <laughs> he might be do, yeah i know summer house washington state he's about to come celebrate my 40th birthday party <laughs> oh for lordy lordy look who's 40 Shh. on a party bus um brayden also says to aaron meet me in pb baby what's pb Peanut, I don't know. I missed butter? that. Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Meet I, I me don't know. In PB, Pacific Beach. I, I don't know. Pittsburgh. <laughs> I would love to know. P.T. Barnum. Listen, um, listeners, if any of you know what PB stands for. Well, Aaron and Braden are there right now, so we just have to figure out wherever they're at. What if it's meet me at the party bus? That might have been it, actually, but he was, but he was already, already he's like, done. <laughs> I'm here I'm right here. now. I'm in the PB. And then Aaron says, punch the gas, man. Punch the gas. <laughs> All right. So Aaron says that Braden is not living rent-free in his head, even though Aaron clearly has Braden living rent-free in his head. Yeah. And then uh, he also says somebody asks, where is he going? And somebody says he's going home where he belongs (laughs) at his home. (laughs) So we go directly to the rose ceremony, which the guys are upset about Mm -hmm. because a lot of them have not gotten to even talk to her once again because of Brayden. Um, there are only three roses. Yep. So Aaron, Tanner, and Sean get roses. Yeah. John, Michael, and Caleb are going home. Michael and Caleb were was not a surprise to me. I was a little torn on whether I thought Sean or John would get to stay. She must have been on the fence because it seemed like John. In fact, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't John. I liked John. Yeah, me too. I liked John better. Um, I think I would have kept him. Of course, Caleb says, oh, gosh, Doton freaking A. He's like, gosh, dang it. Do I have feelings for this girl? Gosh, dang it. But Caleb had a classy exit. I thought yeah, he was no, like. Yeah, no, I agree. And no, he's you like, know. I never realized how quickly I could yeah. fall in love. Yeah, for a wrestler. See ya, Caleb. He's got a heart of gold. Aww. Yeah, he's in the next Darren Aronofsky, the wrestler sequel. <laughs> Man, this is all auteurs yeah, all the time. This is really the Criterion Collection version <laughs> of this pod. <laughs> all right, we are over the hour mark, but there's a couple things that we must do. Oh. One, we promised the listeners Super Mario jokes. Okay. So uh, mine was... What kind of sickness does Mario get? What? Fluigi. Ah. Uh, all right. What do you got? What's a G- Goomba's favorite drink? Goomba smash. Goomba smash. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like What's it. A Goom- what is a Koopa's favorite time of day? This is a crossover housewives joke. Um, I have no idea. Turtle time. Turtle time. <laughs> Nice. Okay. 
Um, okay, so that was one. The other is we have other content that we owe the listener. Um, at some point, we'll probably watch more Big D episodes, maybe. Yeah, it really, it really came out at the wrong time, guys. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, guys. We've got a lot going on. Our power is barely working over yeah. here. We barely have electricity. We're barely holding on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at some, if you're like, God, I want to know what happened to the Big D, we'll probably get maybe a couple episodes recapped at once. Yeah. Um, and then we had a request for more separation anxiety, which, which yeah, we, we had done that. We're yeah. already saying we should do another right. episode. I was going to, now that we are both in romantic relationships, yes. it's a good thing to talk about. I feel like some of the listeners are like, Ryan's mentioned his girlfriend and Anna is sad and alone. No, nobody She's thinks not. I'm sad and alone. They just don't think that I have to mention my boyfriend real desperately every episode. Real thirsty. Oh, yeah. I have a girlfriend. Some of us are playing it cool. <laughs> some of us. I'm just want if the listener is worried that Anna's sitting home alone on a Friday night... That's never been the case. It's never been the case. <laughs> but anyways, to discuss yeah. that development on a yes. separation anxiety, that's probably coming before too long. Yes. So do you have any final notes before we wrap this thing up? Uh, go ahead and play that Pharmaceutical Bandit song. I don't know who that band is. is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.